if it is a casual, let's say, uh, let's go get some nachos and tacos or something like that, um, the girl should do that. You know, she should she should offer to pay. She should offer to pay no matter what if it's really casual, especially if she's the one who invited. Welcome to the catch up. Introducing your hosts, Eli Arith, editor in chief, and Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news breaking, food porn peddling, viral website on the dot coms. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy! There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. Alright, and welcome to the catch-up. <sighs> Gotta hey. be honest, Jeff, I'm still a little lit from last night. I definitely took an Uber to work today Me because too. I I couldn't... I couldn't drive to work. <laughs> so we had a, uh, for everyone tuning in, has absolutely no clue what we're talking about because <laughs> we didn't post it on Instagram yet. We held a little event at our office last night called the Cannabazaar, and it was a basically a cannabis bazaar of sorts where people can come. Some of our friends could come. They could check out new products, get educated on just the world of cannabis, the cross-section of, of weed and food. And, and beverage and beverage like so stuff was infused and then after a little bit of hanging out and mingling we go upstairs and we kind of turned our entire top floor of our lobby into this beautiful dining room and like the whole thing was curated with our friends bloom it's like a really dope dispensary here in california and nevada it was just good times man i'm still high yeah yeah <laughs> I, I realized i knew when i was high by the fact that the dinner was over and both you myself Annie and Evan were all clustered around the editorial snacks. Bro, I like was... we had just eaten a four course dinner, and then for some reason we were all conversing while opening various containers of things like around Izzy's desk. Like, what do we, what do we have? Oh, chips. Bro, what I think do we I, have? I sucked. I sucked Oreo through a straw at one point. I was so high. <laughs> I tried to order my Uber home, but I was in the Postmates app for like 20 minutes. <laughs> you, and I couldn't find you, I couldn't you, find Uber you, on the fucking menu. And you definitely made an argument to us. Like, I saw the bike, thought it was legit. <laughs> as like a, a justification for using the Postmates app to get a ride home. Yo, when you're high, you see the Postmates app icon. It's a floating bike. It is black. Like and it's black. It, it is black it's like big, Uber. I was like, yo shit, I could ride on the back of someone's bike home and fly. It's the ET of rideshare. Like I'm doing this. I was so, so high. Okay, so then damn, it's gonna take us forever to get in the podcast. I don't care. Um so I got home and I sat in bed. I did my I did my best. Like I already ate my snacks at the office, so I just sat in bed. And I start looking on my phone and I think I think I've come up with either the best piece of content Food Beast has ever seen or the worst piece of content I've ever seen. So I was like checking Twitter, high, sitting in my bed, reading about the Anthony Dra- Davis NBA rumor trades. Sure. And sure. so I decide like, yo, how interesting would it be? How crazy content forward would this be if I just start screen recording myself on my phone and trace basically the thoughts and emotions 
of someone who's high and looking at their phone? Where does their train of thought go? Could this become a series? So this pops into my head as Yo, I'm looking at Anthony Davis. Tight also, or not. Tight or not so far. The inception of content ideas. Okay, so yeah. we're somewhere, right? Right, we're, you're definitely somewhere, I think. For the people that didn't get that all the way because you're barely listening to this intro of a podcast, rewind it one more time because you'll get it, but it's, it was a bit nebulous. Like, I get it. Okay, I'm, no, no. Okay, I'm but, glad that I get it. Okay. Thank God someone gets it because that's like half the battle. And then so midway through, I'm looking at Anthony Davis and then my train of thought goes, this dude used to have like a crazy unibrow. So I start zooming in <laughs> on his unibrow, taking photos of it. And then my train of thought, I was like, okay, I need to go into my photo app to see the close-ups of the eyebrow that I just took. And then as I jump to the photo app, I forget what I was doing. And so I open up the notepad <laughs> And I start typing and I'm like, okay, this is fire content. And But then you can also see the train of thought of someone who's like, did I spell that right? And so I start like, I think it's humorous at the time, but I'm like having conversations with myself. And then I was like, how cool would this be if people like this, if it was a live stream in the future where someone gets high, you don't see the high, you just see the screen and you just follow this one person's train of thought, it might be scary. Like, what? how crazy would it be to just see someone's train of thought? I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on, did you do it? Yeah, dude, I have 45 so minutes screen recording. <laughs> and then, and then, so in the notes I leave, you know what would be sick? Cause then I was like getting crippled by like, oh shit, how do you present this to the world? Like, does this edited, do you use really good inception music? All of that shit. I was like, you know what? Fuck all that. This is just beautiful. You straight, just upload it. Just straight. Upload it. I even left notes. I was like, you should probably track back to minute 22 to see what that Google search was. Like, just because, you know. And then at one point, my map showed and it showed the dot on my house. So I was like, I probably need to blur that. But those are the only things I need to edit because I also tell the story of what I'm doing through the notepad screen that you're okay, seeing on the, my phone. The, note, the notepad is really genius because I'm also assuming you weren't saying anything i wasn't and then i realized 25 minutes in that i wasn't actually talking and i was like oh you could, realize could we do could we do check this jeff 5d basically is this content in 5d because what i did i was like cool someone sees this through the youtube they're seeing a screen capture of someone's phone and you're seeing their thought process it's like here now they can't hear any audio they can't hear any audio so what i do i open up the camera app on my phone and it's screen grabbing the camera app and I save a message. I don't know what I said, I'll have to look back, but it's in there. So all of a sudden you have 25 minutes of silence and then you hear this dude talk. You see me talk. Bro, this is, it's either going to be the best thing to hit YouTube or the absolute like one view thing <laughs> ever. So anyways, uh, we should probably get on with our podcast for the day, right? Yeah, we probably should. But fire. Anyways, look out for that, guys. Um, thank you so much last week to everyone who left a review after we asked you to. That's It really does mean a lot when you guys do that. Um, and as promised, I think uh, I like this recurring segment where I'm going to read three of those reviews and because you guys left your Instagram account. I'm going to shout those out. Um, and it's just a really good ego booster for me and Jeff, I feel. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, so last week, uh, when asked to leave a review, I asked what your go-to breakfast was. And here are three that came somewhat correct. At your keto best friend on Instagram, 
which I just found out is your sister, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Anyways, we're going to pretend we didn't know that. At your keto best friend says their favorite food now that their keto is avocados with queso fresco sprinkled on top. Thank you for listening. Uh, P. Berno, a.k.a. Paul on Instagram, said he just found out about the Food Beast ketchup. He's hooked. Tight. And he got to go, quote unquote, sugar pop tarts and anything with bacon. So I'm glad you found us, Paul. Thanks for listening. And big up to uh, at BioWizKid on Instagram, who you actually forgot to tell us what you eat for breakfast, but you left a review and said you get excited to get in your car and listen to ketchup. So I appreciate you choosing us over, like, I don't know, Logan Paul's podcast for your car ride. Uh, There's good content out there. I'm glad you're making some good decisions. Um, And thank you to everyone else who left a review. I'm going to pause right now uh, and just let you leave one for this week. Uh, If you don't know what to say, just put heart emojis in the review. No, 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 no. Come on. No, what tell us about your worst date I was on thinking your about review. That. I was thinking about that. People, people, if you leave that, that's amazing. You guys gave long descriptions of your breakfast. You'll do it. <laughs> so either leave a heart or tell us about your worst first date. I would rather read the first date. I would stories. rather read first date. That'd dates. be interesting. Okay. So who? we can try. Let's do it. We can try. But that's applicable because this week... We are welcoming to the catch-up Ashley Rodriguez, a.k.a. Mm. at First Date LA, mm. which you can find on Instagram, as well as she's become one of the most poppin' foodies on the TikTok app. We'll be talking TikTok today. And for those who are not familiar, fairly new app introduced in China as Douyin in 2016, combined with Musical.ly, Last mm, year damn. and has been catching Fuego as the number one most downloaded iOS app of 2018. Holy cow! Number four when That's it's huge. Android and iOS combined. So, this app is people use it, people use it, and it's going crazy. She's in the midst of growing popularity with 175,000 followers on TikTok and has been on over 100 first dates. Ashley, welcome to the catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Well then, (laughs) thank you for having me. What's up, guys? How hard was it to sit quiet during our fucking (laughs) long ass intro? (laughs) A little tough. It's okay. I giggled. Thank God someone did. Um, I can't. So first, hundred first dates is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I gained so much experience with those dates. Now I know what I don't want and what I want. So tell me and tell me your definition of a date because that was something that was really intriguing to me. Because I think if Eli and I are talking and we're like, "Hey, I went on a date," mm-hmm. it's specifically always this meetup for. A potential either short-term or long-term relationship but a date is romantic in some kind right you were telling me you were telling us a definition that seemed different than what I think our definition is so what's your definition of a date well like I was mentioning to you guys earlier so if anyone asked me to hang out and it's a male I automatically assume it's a date Okay. Because I'm getting to know them. Um, where That's when I ask the most questions. All of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I see if we can go on the second date, which 
is what I see more of a romantic, you know. Sure. So you're not always thinking romance on the first date. Like genuinely like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get to know you. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So you're really open about it. Like even if dude is ugly. Yeah, I, I'll go. <laughs> or girl I, is ugly. If they're just if they're just not good looking people, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll go on a date with somebody. And I like to go on coffee dates or something mm. where you can just chat. Yeah. Because that's when I ask, what do you do for work? It's just like a job interview. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it like that. Kind of. I don't. I'm, I mean, I haven't been on a first date in a long time, in the definition that I came in here with. But this idea of just like maybe I have gone on a ton of first dates with just like people that I've. By the literal definition of a first date, date being just a time. Yeah, literally. I mean, in that case, if we're talking about people that I'm meeting one on one, that might be a business relationship, mm-hmm. male or female. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about someone that ends up becoming a platonic friend, male right. or female. That's probably happened to us hundreds of times. If you think about the amount of friends that you were at. When, when did I start meeting up with people one-on-one or in a one-on-one scenario? Maybe high school. I don't think I really did that before then. Yeah. But if you go from 2000, year 2000 to now, so what, 19, 18 plus years of meeting people, Yeah. there might be, there might be 100, you know? Oh, for sure, for Be- sure. If we're expanding the definition, I'm saying in that way, right? I think there's there's a lot of that. So before we get into first date ramble, why did you start? So what came first? You started first date LA, this brand that's seems seemingly an Instagram account at first and a website. Yeah. So um, I was in college, mm-hmm. went to Cal State Long Beach. I Go wanted Beach. a yes. I wanted to get a job in social media, mm-hmm. and I was applying, applying, applying no one would get back to me. And I said, you know what? What better way to get into social media than to just start a page? I was on the toilet. And that's where my <laughs> best ideas come. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I go out all the time. I hang out all the time. I drive down to San Diego two hours for a California burrito before they were big. And people used to always call me crazy. And I would like taking people on those drives with me, get to know them, ask them all the questions. So the, those are technically my dates because mm. they were stuck in a car with me. So anyways. Hold on. We're real quick. You're telling me you went on a first date with a guy or Walk a gal a car. and drove for two hours to get a breakfast burrito? That's high risk, high reward. <laughs> Let me tell you. First you are all, stuck the- in the car for four hours no matter what. Yep. Was, was that ever disastrous or what? Um... I don't remember who it was, so they didn't make an impression, but the burrito did. The burrito did. So you're telling me when the activity is worth it, that it's worth it overall, right? If you're getting the burrito, if you're doing something fun, <laughs> even on the worst dates, it, can, it could be worth it if it's good enough. Yep. Literally. So I was on my way to Disneyland and um, my pass, uh, I guess I found out that Disneyland closed at 7 p.m. or something like that. On the five, then I thought, I looked over, you know what? You have time? Let's go to San Diego. Drove there, came back. I was so satisfied. They were not happy because they couldn't believe that they drove two hours to get that burrito. Yeah. And it was mediocre to them. Mm. 
And I just don't think they had, you know, the, the, it just wasn't a plain. So you knew in that instant that it was over, right? I knew. Like when, you when like you're that. stoked to drive two hours for this burrito and the person next to you that you're that you're getting to know says it's mediocre and also giving you what I'm assuming to be uh, passive aggressiveness on the way home. Yeah, they got to have some lip on you like by the end of that. Like the idea like you can't even feign. Well, this was like a fun ride, though. This was cool. Like at the very least, even if you didn't love the burritos, like, listen, even if the burrito were to suck, like we just drove down the coast for a burrito. Like that's just something that you get to tell this story now. Like that's fun. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny or, to me. Or at the very least, if there's a vibe with a new person, you can make that car. You can turn what would be lemons to you into lemonade, right? Word. If you're just. If you look at it as like we drove four hours for a mediocre burrito, that sucks. Like, of yep. course, that's gonna suck. But when you're meeting a new person, you can throw on a rosier lens than that, and like it can be a lot better than that. Well, that's cool to put them in that position, I guess. Yeah, no, it's tr- that's why I like long lines um, with when I'm hanging out with new people. Because you're so bored in line. You're just standing around. You don't know what to talk about. You start blurting out things you wouldn't naturally. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like a, all right, let me dig right in and ask you questions that you probably don't get asked all the time. So do you like when you get to essentially have the conversation with the person that's not directly sitting across the table from someone? Instead, whether it be in a line or even if you do sit down at a restaurant, is the move to sit on the same side as the person and like do it Euro style where you're not interrogating someone instead like you get sly comments over the shoulder i i just me i don't know i like to not sit across from someone on a first date that's that's a really interesting question one because you've been on a ton of first dates and 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 yeah like i think that come what comes up to me is just like what are the things that you've seen that you've hated because when you talk about the average person doesn't want to wait in lines but using those lines as a place to catch up with somebody is amazing Mm. and like that reminds me when my friend justin moved back to los angeles and i hadn't seen him in months well we went to howlin knowing there was going to be a two-hour line Mm. on a saturday but it was great because we were just standing in line catching up and when, when you're with the right people like lines don't matter lines at disneyland don't suck if you're with the right people word if you're drinking a beer during it and that becomes another place for you to eat but if you're having a bad time lines are the worst place yeah like yep. if you're if the conversation is awkward night to stand in line with an awkward person for two hours is a movie a good date or a good first date or a bad first date horrible okay horrible well i don't want to stare at a screen for two hours not knowing not knowing what's going on in these partners head worst if they try to do the whole like arm don't touch me like don't don't put your i i've spoken three words to you exactly exactly (laughs) it's like don't do that so i remember giving somebody um it wasn't a chance i feel bad for the guy but anyways he i went on a date with him it was a movie date Mm mm-hmm when I dated with him again, it was another movie date. And I said, you know what? I'm going to wait for him to ask me out one more time. And if it's a movie date, I'm not going out with him anymore. Because I have not had a decent conversation with this person. So they don't work. <laughs> okay. I want to keep learning about first dates. Oh, my God. This <laughs> yeah, is let, let, let's talk about some of... Let's go... I, would you rather go good or bad dates first? Because I really want... I would love 
at the end of this podcast that there's some utilit- utilitarian moments where we can say, hey, pretty bad date idea, mm-hmm. pretty good date idea, and maybe establish some sort of millennial or millennial extended guide because hold on hold on hold on hold on let's let's talk let's talk just in terms of a a potentially romantic date let's talk about money things on that date okay so yeah let's do that that. okay ash i just want you to i want before we say anything just what are your thoughts what are your thoughts who should be paying do you pay do you feel it out just go got it okay so um if a guy formally asks the girl, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to have dinner with me? Out of respect, yes, he should pay because he invited. Mm-hmm. If it is a casual, let's say, uh, let's go get some nachos and tacos or something like that, um, the girl should do that. You know, she should she should offer to pay. She should offer to pay no matter what if it's really casual, especially if she's the one who invited. She should pay. Mm. So say, you're saying whoever whoever's doing the inviting should pay on a first date on most dates. Like when does that it, start and stop? To you? It depends. I think they sh- um, whoever invites should pay because they're obviously the person who set the date, set the time, gave the place, mm. and the other person is just joining their experience. So they could potentially not like the. The what, like the salads that, you know, the kale salads and whatnot, but they decided to give you their time. So, hey, you take care of them. Have you ever had an awkward moment about the payment where you thought this was a thing? You thought he gave the full invite and maybe he was like, when the check came out, it was like, are we doing Dutch on this thing or what? Like, were there bad moments? I think we should just start with the bad. The bad? Yeah, we'll get Um, better. There really isn't any bad. I... I typically offer to pay, but for the most part, guys are super respectful and they do offer to pay. So I haven't really came across too many who were like, oh, let's split it. <laughs> I did, however, have somebody say, let's go. You guys want to hear something? Yes. Oh, no, my no. God. That, that's, why we're, that's why we're here. <laughs> okay. So that's why I've had phones on. <laughs> I decided to go on a date with somebody from the Northridge area. I'm not going to get specific. Good. Yeah. We were. We wanted to go... And uh, I love Burbank. I love Burbank. Studio City, downtown Burbank. Hey, we're going to meet there mm. midway. Okay, cool. I drive 45 minutes, an hour maybe. We get there and I'm thinking, Barney's Beanery. Fuck it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll do that. Cool. Like, I like wings. Oh, my God. Hey, meet me at Black Angus, two for 20. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, kind of funny, though. Yeah. Kind of funny, though. Yo, Can I, I come I, on that date? As, <laughs> as, much, as much as I understand the shade you're throwing right now, and you should throw shade, Black Angus, there's these type of restaurants Baller. that right now, like, I go back and would take my girlfriend on dates because I think it's hilarious. Outback Steakhouse, Black Angus, Olive Garden, Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, all of them. Like, they're cool. They're like, cool. They're actually fun because of how ridiculous those restaurant premises. Poor are. ass, you like all bummed. Like, I was about to rail this fool, this this nondescript dude from Northridge. But fuck, these foobies guys love Black Angus. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Pretend we hate it. No, no, and that was it. That that was basically it. That's what I said to myself. Look. 
I don't want to go to chain restaurants on first dates. I'd rather go support businesses that have good food. That's it. Yo, I mean, and that's an ethical food. Like, fuck those big boxes. If you bring me to Unlimited Pasta Bowl one more goddamn time for a date. I swear to God, this is the last fifth date. Yeah, I bet you would be fawning if a dude took you to Disneyland on the first date. The biggest box of them all. Actually, but it's a great first date, no? You know or is what's it funny? Um, I had somebody take me on a date. Uh, ooh, and it was a Tinder date. It was a Tinder date. Took me on a date to Javier's in Newport. I had uh, never been there. I did not know how expensive it was. I went, and I couldn't help but think how financially irresponsible this guy was because of how much he was spending on, you know. Aw. Oh, wow. No, I know. This guy, this, guy, so bad. this guy took you to, well, first of all, back up. Javier's is the bougiest Mexican food with the highest margins on food that you'll with ever that see guacamole. in a restaurant ever. When you order $24 guacamole, it's, it tastes good, but it's $100 the, margarita it's the picture. same guacamole yeah. <laughs> that you've eaten other places so that's the context but so you were saying that this person because they were spending f- it was because what? they were taking care of you <laughs> at a, like a uh, an expensive mexican restaurant you were like i i don't this guy can't handle the mortgage like <laughs> you know i mean okay it's a little extreme but that was the first thing that came to mind i i mean they probably had a like their own business and whatnot but i just figured you know what how many other girls are you treating like this? Is it because, you know, you want to take them home and they're you're trying to wow wow them and um, be flashy with money? I just don't appreciate... Ashley, bro, like, guys cannot win, Yo, apparently. We, we, we can't, uh, can't we take can't you to take Black, black Angus. <laughs> All right, we're too cheap. Oh, God forbid we want to treat this girl right. We'll show a little Javier's love. We'll take her one of the finest Mexican food experiences in Southern California. Oh, damn. He must be slaying chicks on the side. God forbid he's spending on me. He probably spent it everywhere else. This dude can't balance a checkbook. How do we win out here? Yo, What's that, going on? That window in between is pretty tight. I'm just saying, like, like, I think Eli and I can fit through that window, but I'm just saying, it's... You're, you're looking at it, and there's only so much space because, I, I mean, he, here's the thing. As a guy who works in food, I immediately know what you're talking about. You want to go to a restaurant that has that has a craft, that has a thematic, that is interesting from a cuisine perspective, whether that be from a contemporary perspective or an ethnic perspective or something that you guys can discover together. If it's a mom and pop and you're supporting a business like that, even better. So I totally, I hear you and what you mean. I just think from no matter who it is, guy or gal perspective, that's selecting a restaurant, that is part of being a good date, is yeah. finding that in-between mm-hmm. that's not Black Angus <laughs> And, a, and and I think Javier's is an okay date spot, realistically. Maybe first anniversary but, date or... But yeah. it's also, it's one of those things where you have to, what you do have to think about is for a down-to-earth girl... It's like try-hard. It's a little try-hard. It looks try-hard. It's super try-hard. And here's the thing is, like, I think we are food nerds. So, like, 
the idea, like someone taking you to Javier's is genuinely probably just trying to impress you. They probably looked up like, I want Mexican food, but I want what the internet's telling me is the best. And like, here's the $4 sign Mexican food spot on Yelp. Someone who is like just working in a different industry is not thinking about food all day. They think about it at six when they're trying to please you and or us, you know, and so they they go there because like, what are they going to risk it on a hole in the wall Mexican spot that they've never been to? And now, you know, your date may or may not like it. They're not equipped with those unless you like dedicate massive amounts of your own time to being a quote unquote foodie or someone like a food adventurer on that. And I don't think that's the average person. It's not. It's not. The, the four people in this room right now. We should expect good restaurant choices from everyone here because it's part of our brand, it's part of our job, and it's part of what we love to do and discover. But we have to remember that there are going to be people, probably not listeners to this pod, but other people that we're going to interact with that do not think about food and restaurants that we like we do. Like they don't know, they don't have the context that Javier's is too bougie. They have the context of well, uh, it's at a nice shopping center. It says $4 signs on Yelp, and I think it'll be a nice time. That's, that's it, right? They're not they're the layers of, oh, well, Mexican food is crazy popular in Southern California, and so most Mexican food is actually served at a price point that's one-fifth of the Javier's price point. They're not thinking about those levels that we know. Yeah. Well, they haven't spent time at like places like, yo, you can go get some cracking margaritas for four bucks and tacos that'll blow your mind somewhere. Like, but you know, it's not fair to blame them like the way that like we probably don't know. I don't know where like a really dope golf range is. You might. I don't <laughs> have no fucking clue. But I think what I'm gathering, Ashley, is like in your your recommendation for a good first date. Avoid avoid the chain restaurants and avoid something so overtly flashly that it's distracting. Is that kind of what I'm, I'm gathering? Because if the place is a bit casual or you're not focused on the aesthetics of a certain place, you can get to know that person a bit more. Totally. Yeah, I would definitely recommend um, just making the date more memorable mm. than anything. So if it means a themed bar, take them somewhere new. Do some research and then you'll have a good time with them. Pretty simple. People overthink it all the time. So sticking to money, has the idea of asking someone out and making that actual question a solid one, like, hey, can I take you out? Has that changed in like the Tinder era? Yes. Is that different? So like, is that why I, uh, go, go ahead, because I have some anecdotes, but I'm curious what you think. Okay. From my understanding, I've only been on two Tinder dates and I said no. Really? By the way, I don't I don't like, I used to meet people online all the time when I was younger, mm. 18 to 20, around there. How did so you meet them? Plenty of fish. Okay. Um, best one was uh, okay, Cupid. Mm. That one's my favorite. Um, okay. Then Tinder sprouted, you know, you have Hinge and all the other ones. I don't bother with them. Instagram is the number one dating app in my opinion. Really? Yes. Why? Because you can go into someone's DM, you can get to know them, you can see their different angles, the photos they take, you can get to know them better than a dating profile where they're probably trying to impress you with the different books they read and movies mm. and they probably don't even, they haven't even read the books in years and years or 
So do you think there's just more information on an average person Instagram's account than what you can find on Tinder? Totally. Right? Yeah. And so you're just a small paragraph. Right. And three or four photos and you're swiping and making a decision. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So my brother's been on some first dates. I'm not going to talk about mine because my girlfriend listens to this podcast. So she fucking, <laughs> she can deduce. She's like, every, every girlfriend's a freaking amazing detective. So... <laughs> I mean, I might talk about some later, but I'm just not right now. Hopefully she uh, turns this podcast off. Um, but so my brother, you know, he has a pretty good job. So he's not really hard up on money. Really generous guy uh, with his friends. But what he recently was like, yo, man, I took this girl out on a couple first dates. Mm-hmm. Or he had one first date and then second and third. So he's been on three dates total. The second date was a date where he actually picked her up from the airport and Drove her to a dinner and then drove her to her house and then he drove back home. The idea, I'm going to just call this girl the rich entrepreneur girl because she talked apparently a lot about her successes in her business. Um, she has a lot of money and she like kind of hopes to open a a big venture. It's a very big venture. I'm not going to say what it is because it would probably be evident if for some reason she listened to this. Um, <laughs> but what bothered my brother by the third day is that she had never even reached for her wallet. Like not even, not even a little Not bit. even the fake attempt. Not even the fake attempt. So I was talking about it with him, with him and some of my friends and we all felt differently. We're like, we're like, yo dude, it's kind of a cheap ass thing. Like you're a- Andrew, my brother, you're being a cheap ass right now. Like if you don't like the way she's doing that, I don't think you can fundamentally change her or if you don't, and maybe that's me being passive, but I wouldn't even bring it up. That's me. And that could be very passive. You guys are the both, you're the duo of passive brothers over there. One giving passive advice to the already passive guy. Well, that's here's the so thing is like, well, here's the thing is like, if that's someone that, to me, if I cared about that person, eventually I would say something or I would say something. But he obviously thinks he's only thinking about that to the point where like, you must not like this person. And that person isn't going to change fundamentally for you because that's something that like if you're reading into that that much, that's a part of that person's personality that you don't like the way that she's going to set up the crux of that potential relationship. So he ended up bringing it up to her and she she's like, oh, I appreciate the feedback. Oh my god! And I was like, this, "Oh, this is this a sounds mad awful." Yeah, this awful. sounds awful. Start. <laughs> but then, like some of my other boys that he was telling me, I was like, "Yeah, fuck that!" Like at the very, like, why would you? It's different when you hype yourself up as someone and actually talk about your money, and then not kind of follow through, at least on gesture, that that you can you can control this dinner. My my response to him was like, maybe that's not what she's into. Like, maybe she has complete control of her business life. But in terms of a relationship, she wants someone else to take control. This She's not thinking twice about this. She's not cheap. She's not. That's just her right now and trying to be in the moment for this dinner. And she thinks that just gets in the way of any dynamic she might be setting up. But Ash, I'm curious what you think about that take here and what dudes are talking about it. And then something well, you might have seen. In her... I guess in her, if I were her and somebody was just offering money, mm. you know, to pay on all these dinner dates or whatnot, um, I would go for the little items like, hey, let's go get some coffee, take care of that. At mm. least a little stuff. 
mm-hmm. if they're actual dinner dates, then okay, you know, I'll let you take care of that, but I'll make up with it, like for it through other little. I got sure. three dates for somebody. That's that's the number that you you get. Where I'm going to not think about it. Sure. I'm not going to be mad. And I'm going to pay for the full date. Mm-hmm. Date four, if there's not an attempt, I'm going to just talk to you about it. I'm just going to be straight up like, hey, I'd like to go split seas on this. And if I get a sour face on that, mm. it's done. It's done. Mm. I So I think it's to the point where my date would have up to three times. Mm-hmm. If they attempted, I would still try to pay because I think that's just the. That's what you want. That's what that's I what want to want. do. Mm-hmm. But there would be so much points earned if they either found a way to pay, like sn- if they sneak pay it. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a move. I, I like that's that. Different. Yeah. And you know what? Because you bought dinner, we're gonna go do something spontaneous that costs two hundred bucks because. That's awesome. Let's keep this night going. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's that for me is kind of the limit. But I also think if your brother's like uncomfortable from moment one, he needs to like that's who he is and he should mention it. Yeah. I don't think there's any problem with going Dutch from date one if no. both people are into it. Yeah. But you risk alienating yourself by looking like a cheap ass. Yeah. If you go if you ask to go Dutch on your invitations in the first couple of dates. For sure. Just be prepared for that. For sure. And I, what I like though is I think what I look for and this is just what I look for. If other people relate, cool. I like finding people that have a good flow about it. So I don't want to have that conversation. I just don't because I know someone out there and I found one that knows that flow. So it's like, cool, date one, you're going to fight over it, but I've already taken care of it. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to think about that part. So the meal's already taken care of. One, I invited you. And then, but the, the right person is someone like, you know what? Like, if dude goes out in my, in my capacity, like, I'm gonna, we're going to have a really nice dinner. She has a really good flow where she's going to take care of the dessert. Like, we're going to go somewhere else. It's planned. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to go, like... Those are really cool dynamics because like it's just a it's just a little dessert, but that gesture, that ownership over that part of the date, it's like a fun, really nice flow. And that I'm looking for that fluidity. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I look for in a person. And I think that changes person to person. Cause you might still really love or enjoy or see opportunity with someone that you might have to have, Jeff, like in your example, like you might actually have to have a conversation with, or if my brother really likes that person despite this one portion of the relationship that seems to be a little bit strenuous, like you'll, you'll overcome that. But for me, like I wanted to find a flow in that. And that was a flow that I liked. We're like, all right, cool. First couple dates. Like, even if it is an invite out, like you can control the whole dinner. Or if you find a really good rapport and you understand like, okay, cool. This, this feels like your part. Enjoy dessert. That's what you're bringing to the table and it's fun and it's good. I like that. So how did First Date LA become a brand for you? Mm-hmm. And we talked about some of your dating stories, but when did you know like that was the type of account that you wanted to create? And if you get booed up, is your <clears throat> is your brand over? Like what are all the questions that you have to <laughs> yeah. think about for like First Date LA and, and what attracted you to it? So I actually had a boyfriend 
midway into first date. Damn. I get multiple questions like, uh, how many first dates, uh, how many guys are in your inbox asking for a first date? Um, uh, oh, man. So... <laughs> That I don't even like know where lot. to start. Yeah. Old, is old man like 300? Like, <laughs> like and are you asking for it? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm wondering, should, should I tell you how it turned into a food food page? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Tell, us, tell us the origin of the accounts and how, and how it progressed. So I thought of the name and I already had a ton of photos in my gallery. Food, activities, um, whatnot, Disney dates, uh, or just Disney in general. And I just figured, okay, I'll be... Uh, a first date guide because I was so tired of going through Yelp with guys at 10 p.m. because they didn't have an idea. So, that's yo, that's yo Izzy, that's fuego. Please mark that time code, bro. That's amazing. So I just figured, okay, I'll just tell people about it. I didn't know. I didn't think anything of it. I just wanted to build a brand, whatever. Um, started posting food, and I noticed accounts like Food Beast. I noticed accounts like. Um, you know, eater, and I just figured, okay, these places are really cool, so I would go. I would go, buy the food, take shots, work on photography, whatnot. Um, then I was a little bit, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do activities or dates, and I just figured everyone can relate over date ideas um, through food, or sorry, anyone can get go on a food date, you sure. know what I mean? So. Um, Accessible I to lots of people. Exactly. So I just started posting, posting, posting. Um, met some cool people. Found out about the food community. Mm. Um, started going out with them, figuring out all these like date night spots. People would recommend all these things to me. Um, got a job in social media. Found out about you know production and whatnot. I'm like, oh snap! I'm gonna make this a thing. I'm gonna have first date as not an influencer, more so a place to post places because I don't think First Date LA is an influencer account. It's just more of a, hey. Like a hub of information. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all it is. Um, and um, I was meeting all of these influencer friends and I just figured, okay, hey, I want to help restaurants. You know, so I just used First Date as the brand and I'm helping restaurants with photography, social media management, all that jazz. Um, but, and it's been just taken off. And yeah, and when when did you notice TikTok and when did you decide that you're going to experiment with it? Because you have the most crazy growth, likes, following on TikTok from the foodie community that I know, which I think is, you know, we're pretty big part of. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about how that, all, how, how that all started. Someone slid into my DMs. And they said, hey, I think your videos would be great on TikTok. I was bored at night and I just downloaded the app. And I'm like, what? This looks like Musical.ly. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you know, but Musical.ly. It was, yeah, yeah, combined, right? Correct, yeah. So it combined. Um, and I started posting my videos. I'm not an editor. I don't know anything about music, transitions. I dibble dabbled before. Took too much time. I was like, hell no. I don't have the patience for this. So... These are short videos that are 15 seconds and I have like eight edits to work with or effects to work with. And I uploaded 16 and I told the dude who told me about TikTok, hey, um, I uploaded 16 and out of nowhere, I just started getting a bunch of followers, a bunch of views. And I'm like, what the? 
I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, any, anyone can see these videos. Whatever, it's cool. Then every day I started posting three to four. Three to four videos a day. A day. They're only 15 seconds. Right. And they this app helps with the editing, which is nice, right? Yeah. Like there's features in there you're talking about, the effects. So. I was turning up with the music, okay. and like the drizzle effects, whatever. And uh, um, it was me being consistent, and I would get a bunch of likes, a lot of follows. Maybe about 30 videos in, um, one of my videos hits, I think, 1 million views within 24 hours, and then 2 Whoa. million views the next day, then 3 million views the following day. What video was this? It was a watermelon cutout, and yogurt was being. Oh, the the in. ice yeah, the froyo yogurt served out of an ice uh, a yeah. watermelon. The Dominique and Sel piece. Yeah, but it was like a knockoff one, right? Like a different place. Yeah, did, did gotcha. their own version. Gotcha. But it still looks as cool. It looks like the Dominique and Sel one. So that one got how many? Like millions of views. Now it's at I think thirteen million. <laughs> Wow. And that all, like, that's where a lot of the followers came in. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on mm -hmm. at this point. So I started liking, commenting a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't know what TikTok is. I'm trying to focus on Instagram, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was posting more, and then maybe about three other videos went viral. So I kind of understood what my audience wanted during TikTok. So that was cool. Um, and started liking, commenting, engaging, and trying to go live as much as possible. And I just refused to do any of the dances on TikTok. And <laughs> that shit is so cringeworthy. Cringe. It's so cringe. Because <laughs> like, I, if Sorry, I had to guess, old, old man Kutnick sure. over here. So just like pop, various pop culture dances that were on trend. So from my understanding, when you hop in the TikTok app, basically TikTok kind of pushes these hashtags and dance kind of sensations like hey today's the drag your feet challenge mm -hmm. and basically they kind of give you these inspiration points to create videos around so like if it was like drag your feet challenge like you would see a bunch of little kids like uploading videos to whatever music was popular dragging your feet if that i'm literally making that up but that's how it works when you pop in so it's fun to see someone like actually kind of do like foodie stuff because like i don't feel cringy watching that stuff yeah. I feel like a pedophile walking into fucking TikTok. To be quite honest, with you. <laughs> there are older, there are older folk on there. I know they're trying to get some older folk on there, but that was the problem with Musically. Like Musically came off as this like kind of fun to watch, but it was like this uh, really good intro way gateway for like young kids to get into social media, and like that was the target. That's what like was worrisome to someone like an Instagram and a Snapchat. Like, oh shit, here's this one where they're like. Luring people in with music, making the rights really accessible. Uh, That's the cool part. Yeah. I can use the the music on Instagram, so I just double double dip on content, which is super dope. I started using TikTok as an editing tool. Oh, then wow. I started posting on Instagram, um, so that's why I, I was motivated to get started on TikTok. What works better on TikTok that you've learned that like maybe doesn't work as well on your Instagram and vice versa? Because now that you've put, you're putting out three, four videos a day, you probably have a good idea of like, I think this works a little bit better on TikTok. Um, mm. If you had enough time. Yeah, I think, I don't know what it's called. The, the flat lay, um, kind of like a, a ton of food. You're just slowly Like surveying over. the table? Yeah. Correct. That seems to work well on TikTok? Yeah, so far that worked for me. Um, 
that's that's about it. I was actually on TikTok last night trying to find the trends on my past videos uh-huh. because I'm trying to get on the viral view level again. Right. So. I mean, from what I've seen, on especially from your page, it definitely felt like colorful food was an aspect. Um, but yeah, I mean, flat lay does well on Instagram as well. Dancing uh, with the music. Sorry, yeah. But Food, the, dancing uh, with the music. That is what... I really also saw me. it felt like a lot more of your videos were highly engaged or viewed when you were in them. You more so now. Yeah, more like the, la- the latest the latest set. And uh-huh. that might not be the viral videos in the beginning, but of the posts that I was looking through over the past couple of weeks, it's almost seemed like the content with you in it was just engaging better. You're right. I actually did notice that last night. I just wanted to step my face away. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I have been doing, you know, the mukbangs kind of just eating at the end or in the beginning just to show some face. And it has been working. I think it's cool because you're going to see a lot of foodies like kind of pour into TikTok. And if they all look the same. And yeah. So have you seen that? And like, what do you what do you like? What do you not like from people coming in? Because I'll be honest with you, Foodies wants to come in, but I need your. I'm gonna treat this as like an interview on what we should do for TikTok. Like what we put up a few videos. One Food Beast was taken, so we're young Food Beast <laughs> on TikTok, which I think is pretty decent. It's cute for the kids. It's cute for the, it's for the kids. An account for the kids. So I'm trying to figure out what kids uh, want to eat. This is like that corporate session where you yeah find yeah because we're curious right because we're always trying to diversify platforms but you know when i'm and i'm old, i'm old already because i can say i'm reading about tiktok like <laughs> instead of just using i'm reading all these art all these articles on uh TechCrunch and refinery about tiktok business the community.com like, says well because yeah and i'm watching i'm watching videos right of kids eating their fingers I don't, have you seen that where like through the mirroring like you can oh. basically it looks like you're creating a finger and eating it in your mouth what because the f- of the and anyway like that's like uh, that's the stuff i'm watching <laughs> and I've, so and so that's where I'm like i don't is this a place for me i don't know uh you know it felt like a lot of the i don't know who to follow to start necessarily because my all of my audience is on Instagram or people I follow are on still on Twitter. So again, old man Cutnick over here, but I'm curious about what you're seeing with foodies in the space. Um, okay, yeah, I've seen a lot of foodies upload photos and sorry, videos from their gallery. However, they have a square cut mm. um, video and they upload that. You want to get rid of all of the black space. Um, it looks lazy. The top and the bottom. Yeah, correct. It looks lazy. It doesn't seem like you're in it with TikTok, you know, mm. actually recording um, through the app. Um, so I would say landscape. Um, the music it has to be trendy music. Uh, follow other top creators. Duet with them. I have yet to, but I know my likes and views and everything would skyrocket. So walk through a duet. One, the music is important because if that works anything kind of like Instagram, Everything that you put, whether a sticker on Instagram or TikTok, is a searchable feature. So if you're using, say, like the new Beyonce song in your shit and Beyonce's trending number one, 
by including that song, you become searchable as part of everyone else who's using Beyonce's song. And that works. That's a pro tip, guys, on Instagram as well. Like if you put stickers for locations, your location tagged Insta stories will always do better just inherently because you get to also show it to people who might be searching by that location. Mm -hmm. So same with songs. So you could pick an obscure song because you just think it fits your video better. But if you're actually just trying to game a little bit, pick a song that's trending already and it comes up and usually when you're searching for songs the first ones that show up organically are the ones being floated to the top that other people are using so that's interesting what's a duet though what's is that that's a feature that's specifically tiktokish yeah so if there's a top creator and you try to mimic exactly what they're doing mm. you can create a duet with them so they can see it and other people will want a duet trio or i don't even know what that's called so you can have a chain of all of the like the same type of video. You just have to stand out by making it your own. Mm. Does, if that makes sense. So, so so a creator will come out and like do something, and then you respond to it, and they can nest that video. Yeah. So they can. There are challenges, and you have to complete all the challenges and then make it your own. It's better if you start a challenge by duetting with a creator who invented that challenge. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So could we create a challenge? Or is that like a TikTok, like, top creator kind of thing? Um, We can create a challenge, but you would have to create a video. That shows the challenge. That shows the challenge so that I can duet you and ex um, put it on my page. So what are we going to do? Let's figure this out. What are we, the lick the floor challenge? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's something like, what's... This, we, this. Can, we can look at a trending like, challenge and try one. I almost said, was that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it might already be we're, a thing. Were kids licking the floor already? I don't want to take a challenge that's already been done. It sounds like something that could be done. How about like the I fuck the camera challenge where you get like a really dope, delicious piece of food, show it to the camera, you eat it, and then you always stare the camera down like you're fucking the person through the camera. It would be a simple challenge. But Very simple. Mm -hmm. It's the... That's like what helps, right? What about the easy. challenge of you stick your camera lens into the food? Ew. You can get it. <laughs> <laughs> ew. Yeah, so okay, once you get over the ew, content. <laughs> <laughs> Just all these people ruining their phones. They won't be ruined. I guess most iPhones are waterproof. What do you think, Ashley? Like there is this uh, <laughs> food surgery challenge that I just recently, I'm trying to start. What's the or food continue. surgery challenge? About like skinning a grape? Yeah, pretty much. So it would be a food surgery. So you, for example, you'd grab a, a grape and you would slit it open, open the flaps. Uh -huh. uh, of course, it has to have a face. Because oh, it's a person. Face. Oh, okay. You draw a face, gotcha. yeah. And you get a needle and a piece of yarn and you... What? You, yeah. You, then you tie it. That, that's I'll show you wild. later. <laughs> but I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, I mean, I, like if someone's good like, at it, because you're like sewing the grape skin back onto the grape, so that is that what's happening? Mm -hmm. Wait, and so do people do it with things other than grapes? I did it with an orange, and I just recently did it with a banana. <laughs> oh, Wait, so you put a needle and thread into a banana? Oh, you shedded the banana skin using a needle? No, so I made it my own. So I got, for example, the the banana. I dropped it on the floor. Okay, it fell, so it died. I brought him uh, on the table and I 
got a knife and I opened it up and oh, then that's so all of the guts started spewing out. So, but yeah, so I'll show oh, you it's this a whole thing. story. That's what I was missing. Oh, that's I was way missing. Better. I was missing that the fruit is a person and something is happening, and then you're going into surgery. I am so old. I have never felt older than listening to a like not knowing what you were describing until you gave me the very explicit play by play. Did this come from that really popular food surgery YouTube page back in the day where this person would one of the videos that they have a really beautiful camera lens on a strawberry and they basically would use these really fine surgical tweezers and pull the seeds of the strawberry off one at a time. And then put them in a little pile next to it. And that it was would like this work. ASMR movement. Is that like that, that would work. fall under that category? Mm -hmm. I need more than 15 seconds, I feel. but You need to break it down into 15 seconds. Oh, shit. You would, yeah. So, fi to. Uh, so 15 seconds is the limit on yeah. TikTok. Music I think will typically last about five, 8 to 15 seconds. So that's the sweet spot. That's another tip. Mm. For because what, I, what I've been reading, a.k.a. Old Man Again, is that it's replace vine mm -hmm. that it's a similar type of creation app with better editing tools and it feels and most music. like vine for sure i don't think you should be on this podcast without giving us a, a list of some kind related to top date nights in los angeles yeah i need some i mean first date la being the handle hundred plus first dates where, I like that. Where, I like that a lot. <laughs> where should people go that you've seen for cool experiences and also good food? Okay. I mean, I have a general list. One sec. I want the top three. And I need to oh, top why. three? Yeah, give me the should we, top three. I I have top three, top five. What, what I have a, top ten, but they're oh, not shit. in order. Oh, you got ten? Let's run the ten. Yeah, let's see. Okay, let's do that. So, and these are personal. I hear you. Okay, so Tempo Cantina in what, Fullerton. What is, fire food and um, margaritas that are fire. Tempo Cantina. Okay, that's in Orange County. Yeah. Okay. Orange County. Brea, I think, I believe. Okay. Maybe. Oh, ur Urban Tempo. Is that is that what it's called? I yeah, so. Urban yeah, Tempo. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Um, I fell in love with the food, desserts, atmosphere, margaritas. Or micheladas, I think they have. They're flatbread, though. Oh my god! What's a, what's an experience that you've liked that may have included food, but had a had an additional element beyond food as well? There. No, it, um, just anywhere. Oh. Like if you if you want if you were reliving a date that you had either been on, or want to go on, where where would you recommend going? Hmm. Like, where's a good place for multiple stops? You know what I mean? Like, oh. that's like, that's a tight thing, I feel. Yeah, so one of one of the spots are, I usually say, uh, find a food gallery like Grand Central Market, 4th Street. Mm. I've taken a date, I've taken a date to 4th Street Market oh, just shit. because you can choose whatever food you want. You don't have to, you know, say, I want chicken nuggets and then someone else wants, you know, fries or, you know. You or have pizza or hamburger anything. or whatever. Yeah, so. Can I get a smorgasbord of food? Correct. At at any of these places. Correct. Fourth Street has games too, so it like gives you a reason bomb. to actually stay, interact with a person, interact without going over to each other's house. Yeah, is chicken nuggets a red flag when dude orders that on a date? No, 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 no. Really? No. Yeah. 
That good, is, that's good news for us. Yeah. No, I, no. You, will you, would you never order chicken nuggets on a date? It depends where I'm at, but like when people are like, I only eat chicken nuggets, <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, we're not gonna have a lot of fun on the food end. That's that was my thought exactly. So I, when they order chicken strips and fries or you know, burgers, uh, not burgers, just chicken nuggets or chicken strips. Oh, that so is you're a saying red that's flag. a first date red flag? Okay, me, I get that. For me, because chicken nuggets and chicken strips are the easiest thing because you mm-hmm. know they always come out of a bag somewhere and then they get hit and if they get fried and they put it like it's a safe thing it's people who are safe eating eat like at me you probably you probably have like limited now i like a good chicken tender or if i know a place is like oh they're battering it they got uh like quail chicken nuggets like all right cool i'm in i'm in for that but i've met too many people i have too big a sample size of people who say their favorite food is chicken nuggets or chicken strips and then i get to judge you based on the the lack of understanding I and want that. to try other food now it is a stereotype but i'm basing it off of a huge sample size of the people i've met in my life <laughs> that like That's true. If, if your favorite food is chicken nuggets you probably haven't even tried i would just guess you've never had japanese food you would just like you're afraid of sushi. That is you. That is those are on multiple people's accounts. I if I can name three people right now that love chicken strips, hate sushi. They think it's disgusting. They can't understand the idea of it being raw. Those same people wouldn't want to go. They like K barbecue because it's meat. They've understood that now. But they're just not an open-minded person. And I hate I hate that I have to generalize like that. But my experience has been chicken nuggets. Chicken strips, it's a red flag. So what, so what are the other simple things that both you guys judge on first dates? Because I don't think chicken nuggets is the only thing, is it? Uh, chicken nuggets is a good indicator for me. What about you? I, hummus? When you get hummus anywhere, like, nah, it's cool. Just let it live. What? Like hummus really? at a place that's not a Middle Eastern restaurant, I'm good. Oh, you mean like I you're at Cheesecake and they ordered hummus? Yeah, don't get hummus there. <laughs> Just don't do it. Okay, so... Your for- Cheesecake, it's amazing. Get us other shit. They have a great bar, like really underrepresented bar. Um, they have a Bible of a booklet for you to pick through. Like don't land on the hummus there. Hum- hummus and chicken strips. Piss me off. You know what's? Uh, you know what I like doing? I like taking uh, people to KBBQ. Why? See, see how they operate? Yeah. Are you going to have me cook everything? Or do you want to cook? Are you going to help? Are you going to just sit there and wait for me to, you know, tire out my arm? I've had it happen. Oh, where you did all, where I did you did all, the, all work. the cooking? Yeah. Why do you think that? Do you think maybe he didn't know how to do it? Yeah, I think Yeah, I think so. Either they didn't know or what, what else? Um, they just never experienced Korean barbecue. But I, I don't know. I tell them, hey, here, have a go. And I base it on that I think that's a, I think that's a great idea because I think you will get a sense of chivalry in some kind if it's if it's guy girl or just like team spirit, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't think it's but I I have two minds about it because for people who don't know how to cook, it's really intimidating to then take over a grill in person because if you fuck up their food like that's what people will remember but then at the same time if you don't then you look like you're not trying down for the team at all someone's totally doing all the work which yeah i I don't know i see both 
both sides. And if you've never had K barbecue, you're walking into a lot of new experiences. You're mm-hmm. probably seeing some meats you've never seen before. If you, if you're afraid to cook the meat, like if you're afraid to cook the briskets and the steaks, like holy cow, when they bring the octopus out, you're supposed to grill that, and you've only seen it in calamari, like fried versions so there's a lot of new shit you're walking into and again someone who always goes crispy chicken nuggets is probably someone who's never been to k barbecue sure that's funny i i think i have a couple of experiences where a guy has told me i don't want to work to eat my food it's hilarious they say that about boiling boiling crab crab and korean barbecue like just serve me my food i love i love boiling crab that whole like Vietnamese Cajun crossover I love and like that's one of the works I think it's kind of douchey when people are like I don't want to work for my food but like K barbecue I'm not like actually the biggest fan of K barbecue because I don't have any self control with all you can eat but I love like getting my hands dirty in like a boiling pot of of just shrimp and seafood and cracking it like okay that I need that level of work so I don't pulverize myself and just inhale all this food so Ooh, I love that. That's a bummer if you don't like that work, friends. I just think it's something where it brings joy and activity to a table. And yes, you're working for it, but there's also going to be a layer of bonding and conversation when... And shrimp juice in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. And like your fingernail smell. Or like in Korean barbecue, you smell like smoke for Mm -hmm. 36 hours. Even after you shower, you still need to wash your clothes. And there's elements like that that would I want that if solo or... But it's the experience with people, the fact that we are diving into a bag of hot Cajun seafood Mm -hmm. and peeling it and cracking and getting it everywhere together... That's amazing. And the, so the people who don't like to work for it, I'm just like, but you're missing on the bigger picture of, I understand you don't like it, but there's a level of that that you do not get when everything's served to you. Those are the same dudes who want to just go watch a movie on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. Like, well, I don't want the work of this date. I don't want like, the best parts of dates are the minutia. It's not like the actual thing. It's like, it's not the Laker game. It's like the going to the Laker game where you eat before, what you eat in between quarters. Like, it's the minutia of shit that's so fun. It's entrepreneurship is the minutia of working towards something. It's not like this arbitrary goal that you hit. It's everything up to it. What are your takes on breweries? Oh, I I think they're awesome. If the guy's a hophead and the girl enjoys beer, if she loves beers, then go discover a new brewery Word. every weekend. Word. That's There's it. so many. There's so many. Across the country, brewery culture is popping. There's always like, that's fun going to towns, like seeing what their hop heads are like, like who who's into the beer, what how are they doing this? Tastings, yeah. Even I like wineries as well. Uh, it takes some time to get used to, you know, because you have to make a trip out of them. But yeah. breweries for sure. Um, they have games. They have board games. They have all that. That is a good date night you know what i mean or date experience so and it's not expensive like going mm-hmm. breweries tight like you're getting like Groupon. your at cost beers group on i guess Groupon's like good. like and the activities it's not like an arcade where you're paying for the activities there's always a stray board game you can ask them for ping pong balls like that shit's fun like there's it's getting harder and harder for me to go to these dive bars when i know i could go to a brewery 
Hey, Ashley. Uh, Izzy, a producer here. Uh, I saw the list that you sent me, and you mentioned a lot of cool, like, along with the bar theme, like speakeasies and mm. um, like a Star Wars themed bar, you said, Hollywood Bar Crawl, where now it's not just a brewery or a bar. Now it's more of an experience. Can you speak speak a little bit on that? Yeah, so so Hollywood and downtown, I love for the bar scene. It's expensive, so you have to make a day out of it and you need to save up for it. Um, especially if one like one person's paying, that's that's disrespectful. <laughs> On the yeah, other end. Yeah, cuz I mean, just getting a drink at a, one of the places that you mentioned like Good Times at D- Davy Wayne's like 16. 15 bucks. Yep. 16. Easy. Yep. That'll that's just this opening drink, right? So if you're going two drinks four places that's a lot yeah so i i tell everyone okay look if you're going to hollywood go to the star wars bar i believe it's uh um scum and villainy cantina it's a star check wars out, bar yep check out that experience get one cocktail themed cocktail whatnot go across the street go to the beetle house it's a beetlejuice halloween themed like edward scissorhands is walking around what? and stuff you can get a punch bowl 20 bucks share it boom so there's that. That's all you drink there and end the night at Good Times at Davy Wayne's. And that's a $17 drink, you know, just to experience the, I believe, the burlesque dancing oh. that comes on maybe like at 1130 or something like that. So sounds like a baller. That's night. an amazing. That's an amazing date. That was no, no food at all. Mm-hmm. That, but you get to change venues. You get to yeah. see different thematics. And to me, like the romantic of. When you get to walk from place to place and you don't have to like unlock your car yeah. and refine parking and then parallel park funny and then go somewhere else, I'm always down to like, oh, we get to walk somewhere at in the night. I don't know, just walking around, there's just like that romantic vibe for me where I'm just like, this is great because we're just in fresh air going going to the next discovery. And it's the minutiae. That's like literally the minutia that's so dope that you can't really get in a lot of other cities. Like you have to be, the climate has to be right. Like you can kind of get that vibe in like New York City or any kind of downtown metro. Like You can you can't. see if they make it to the end too. Like, Ooh. you know what? I'm just gonna, th- we're good. Let's go home. Or like, oh yeah, I'm tired. Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep rolling. Like that was spot one. Exactly. Downtown has uh, some cool spots. Um, they have this one bar called Little Easy. You walk in, it's a cute little bar, but you walk to the restroom, which is a hallway. You keep going, we keep going. It's about, it takes some time. You pass the, the kitchen and all that jazz. You're like, where the hell are you taking me? It turns into a New Orleans themed bar. There's a fountain inside. They have happy hour, it's affordable. You get your drink there, start the night at seven. Dude, what's that? What's that Cuban place? The Cuban speakeasy where La you Descarga. walk. La Descarga. Yes. Yeah. Oh, walk through the cracking. wardrobe. You walk into the lobby, and the hostess looks at you, and she looks at you funny because you probably don't know where you are. And then <laughs> there's a wardrobe, this closet that opens up, and it's this magical Cuban bar that's underground. So you walk through this closet, and there's a spiral staircase that you walk down, and it's basically indoor but open air. Cuban bar, people could smoke cigars inside. 
incredible vibes if you're in LA and you want a treat. Like I always forget about that place, yeah. but now I just want to go. When there. we went to La Descarga, they were lit candles up a dark staircase. Mm. So intrigue. Where yeah. are we going? Then there's a person dressed in black, sleek at a counter, so we know there's something. Yes. Yeah, we legit. we check in. Not only do they open the wardrobe but the lights, sounds, and colors immediately change, right? Because the light in the room, red. The color, like, I'm sorry, the sounds, live music immediately hitting your ears of whether it was flamenco or salsa. Bumping, and then you're walking down this, sp- again, the romantic. You're walking down this spiral staircase to this open air venue so awesome and if you want to start a date off right go through this speakeasy to show something that people haven't seen before that oh i don't care who i'm with that was amazing and and if i'm with you eli if i'm with you ashley i'm immediately stoked no matter who you are because of that experience pro tip they have a uh a shot and a cigar special there so you get like a shot of whiskey or some shit and then you get a cigar and don't smoke a cigar like a joint because you will throw up. <laughs> so, like, the pro, the pro tip is... Have the, you done that, the, So, the pro is tip that is... something you experienced yourself? Well, because, I, dude, I went down and the vibes are so good. Someone, uh, Bobby, one of our friends, Bobby, came and he gave me the shot and the cigar. I'm like, oh, shit, you can smoke in here? Like, yeah, it's open air venue. Hey, forget about it. And then I put the cigar in my mouth and I just never take it out. Apparently, a cigar, you session it, take it out a little bit, rest talk to some mafioso like that's what you do with the cigar but i just kept it in my mouth like a cigarette and by the time it was down to a nub i had like three shots and one beer not a lot not a lot to drink and the full cigar the full cigar i don't think i've seen nub. you more done so i walked outside night. and i go over and the pro tip is that there's a really delicious taco stand yes right right, next right outside oh, it's yeah. so good right right outside so i so sit good. there and Rudy, our friend who went with us, who uh, didn't get in, we're really awful friends. It were just we just went in without him. And there's a dress code. There's, there's a dress, a dress, code. There's a dress code. code. Yeah. He was wearing shorts. He didn't get in. Yeah. We were there. We continued. So Rudy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so Rudy's already sitting down. Has all these tacos laid out, and apparently he had spotted in the back that the dudes had like this tecate, just chilling, like a whole rack of tecate, but they don't actually serve booze, and. Rudy's a little drunk already, and he goes, "Hey, let me just get a, can I just get a couple of tecates?" And they're like, "Oh, sorry, my friend, those aren't for sale." And Rudy like winks at him, all drunk, <laughs> like that's gonna make a difference. And Rudy just gave him twenty bucks, and they gave him the whole rack of tecate. Anyway, so I sit down with Rudy. Rudy like gives me a couple tacos, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you want a little lime and a tecate?" And I'm like sitting there barely keeping my shit together. And as soon as Rudy gives me a taco, it tastes amazing. He snaps open my Takate because he sees I need that help. Slides it over to me and puts the wedge of lime on top. Bro, as soon as I squirt the lime, I fucking yak it all over the place. <laughs> the smell of the lime and the Takate, the entire nubbed cigar sitting in my lungs and stomach. Oh. I get up, I walk out, and I just spray vomit on every tree <laughs> that I could find. My girlfriend puts me in an Uber and sends me home. <laughs> So all the way to Orange some, County. Some things to recap to not to do while on a date. Yeah, don't do that. Is have your first whole cigar. <laughs> yeah, puff it. There's something nice about cigar smoke. Getting the little the ambiance is cool. There's no need to smoke it down to the nub. Like 
especially on your first time, it's pretty tough. So those are the pro tips. Really good taco shop right outside. Support that. Go, go to La, La Descarga, it's called? La Descarga. I mean, Davy Wayne's. There's so many places in Los Angeles that are also speakeasy. So find them mm-hmm. and enjoy them because there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ash, um, Valentine's Day is coming up. What do you consider a pretty good Valentine's Day date? Um, That would be... Well, okay, first thing. Yeah, I was like... Would you go on a date on Valentine's Day as a oh, first no. date? Oh, shit. No. It's a good question. So just straight really? up, no. So, so what do you do on For Valentine's anyone day, out right? there, don't try a first date on Single Awareness Day is what you're saying. Yeah. No. Unless they made a reservation prior and it's a really nice restaurant, then yes. Well, so we can't win out here. Wait. What are we doing? <laughs> you are so confusing. No, I would never. No. Unless it's a really dope restaurant that you made a reservation for. What? Well, so the the thing is, so... <clears throat> so do I cancel Javier's? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Black Angus, you're good. No. Miss me with that shit. <laughs> I, reservations on Valentine's Day are a must because you don't want to wait in line and totally. whatnot. So that's, that's that when you're actually going on a date. Oh, so well, you were before. saying you don't want to go on a date on Valentine's Day... If you have to deal with the chaos. Correct. But you're open to it if it if it's kind of set, it happens to be Valentine's Day and it feels planned enough to not get destroyed by that chaos. Correct. Or okay. just like spend time together, I guess, on Valentine's Day and then actually do a Valentine's Day dinner that next weekend or the next day. You're not Very worried simple. about what having a date on valentine's day could mean for the person asking or perceived of what we're talking about the first and second dates first date because like does that to you does that say anything about the guy asking or the girl accepting or the guy accepting and the girl asking when like, does it say something about them that they want a first date to be on Valentine's Day? Does I that think just, that's like, cute. Scare no, you I think that's all? cute. No, that's, Not scary. that's adorable. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I don't. A lot of guys probably thinking too much about it too, though, because I think it's cute now because we're in a conversation. But I know so many. Like, if you if you asked a girl like what they thought, like, oh, dude is inviting me out on Valentine's Day. Like, if it's your first or second date, it's just like, do you miss? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that what I would do. That feels aggressive to me. It is. It's a bit corny. I feel like you need to address that it's corny. Yeah, like you need to be self. You need to be self aware and be like, oh, "It's Valentine's Day. I fucking know it's Valentine's Day, but we should hang out anyway." And as long as that had been said at some point, it's <laughs> fine. Like let's but, go to yeah. Taco Bell. But if it's just like, "Oh, I'm so excited to plan for our date in a couple of weeks. Let's do." February 14th and they don't say like they don't say it like they just give you the date you're like hmm? so my dumbass would pick February 14th not knowing it's Valentine's Day I would just do I'd be like yeah it sounds like yeah fuck that's what's open I guess yeah Thursday looks good yeah it's wide open it's middle of the week no, no pressure of a Friday Thursday's good <laughs> fuck it's Valentine's Day I don't have Day. to plan anything cause it's a Wednesday like so. I don't have the flu suddenly it's like shit you know the bug going around that shit's tough it's tough. I remember my first couple of Valentine's days where like I wanted to do it, but I like was didn't want to like make it a thing. It was always like tried to make it like a group kind of activity, like a couple other people in the same boat. Like That's safe. Yeah, and like you get to be cynical about it. Like yeah, Valentine's Day is whack, but like what are we gonna <laughs> sit at home? Like let's fucking go out. Let's go do it. There's other people coming. 
like d- making it feel less cool than it is, but everyone's thinking about like it's still Valentine's Day. How often on your first date are you texting with friends in the bathroom or at the table or at the table? I don't take my phone out. So two things I don't. Yo, do. hold on, R- real quick. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. There's two things I don't do on a first date is take my phone out because I'm on social media 24-7. I need to give somebody my undivided attention. So I try to do that with family regardless, but um, I I don't know. Yeah, no phone. And second thing is no kiss. First date, no kiss. Damn. No phone, no kiss policy. I am so down with that. What do you do love it. kiss? Is it like, so do you have like, so do you have rules? So like first date, definitely no. So is it's it just, second or is it I only to the f- kiss everyone I went on a first date with? That's nasty. Let's. Oh my god, I'm not a germaphobe, but that's a lot of saliva. I don't know if they're gonna like stick a tongue in there or like. So you spend a first date just like surveying the lips, making sure that that, that herpes simplex is How's the common the body one odor? and not the. Is it- <laughs> so I I asked them on first dates. I ask, uh, what what is how was your last relationship? I can read the red flags there. Oh, you smoke, you do, you smoke what? You know, like meth or something. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like that. It's like, kind of like, you know, you get the red flags. Dang. It's, yeah. It's talking about your ex like a real, like that's a, that's an art to talk about them respectfully, but like also getting on to the next topic. Cause if you talk about your ex too much, it's already a red flag. And I think you should ask all the questions, the simple ones. What's your favorite color? What is it that you like to dress like? All of these things. It, it's so important because and it's your only opportunity to because later on if you don't know their favorite color they're gonna say oh you don't know that you don't know me just ask all the basic questions what are those basic questions for a, a guy that's dumb like me um well, I, I don't think i would i don't think like i don't think like that i mean i think of questions i i'm a co-host of a podcast where our job is to ask questions so i think i can come up with questions but i'm curious about what are the basics that could be helpful icebreakers for anyone in this audience because color is a good example i've never asked that on a date but that, it's that's a that long can... line like question you know what i mean <laughs> like a... <laughs> <laughs> a long... <laughs> I, was say, like, I don't know if i would ask the color question unless i was fucking waiting for howlin rays i don't know what's your favorite color <laughs> fucking line is long but why did you pick this but it's all about delivery too because if you're if you're saying true hey what's your favorite color then it's charming and cute if you're like oh fuck this line is long what's your favorite color (laughs) you pull out your notebook of questions (laughs) (laughs) um it's okay so top ones um would be uh what was your last relationship like um man that's date one what if they say i never had a what if they said i never had a relationship you're literally Ooh, the first that's person. That's kind of a red flag. So also red flag. Hey, for real? Yeah, because they're not experienced. They can be too needy. They can be, and this goes for girls too. Yeah, I yeah, talk yeah. to a lot of girls, how, and they tell me, you know, Ooh. how how soon on the first date are you asking that question? Because not only is it casual, date one, it's ca- because I consider everything a first date. Mm. So I just casually ask. So what happened with your ex? You know, like or or it's casual. Like when was the last time you went on a date? Oh, okay. That was a bad experience. Cool. Oh, relationship? Oh, you don't talk, you know, and then they they start just venting and talking. The key is to sit back and just let them just talk, talk, talk. What are um what are careers that 
your potential first dates have that kind of bug you or that you like? Like, do you see any trends? But like going on hundreds of first dates, you probably see a trend and like, all right, if this dude says he's an entrepreneur, he's probably broke. Or if he, you know, like, are there common denominators? Like, oh, you're a barista. I don't know. Like, you can make my coffee, but I'm, I'm not going to date you very much longer. Like, what are you seeing out there? So um, I usually ask what they do for work. But most importantly, I ask what they do outside of work. What do you do to make, like, what makes you happy? What make, what right. are you doing to have fun? Um, what I'm seeing out there, I see college degrees working their nine to five, and then they go home and they have nothing to do. They have mm-hmm. money, they have nothing to do. Um, so they don't have a hobby. Um, so there's that, and they're just waiting for their next promotion. And that to me is just boring. It's just so boring, but I mean, um, when it comes to entrepreneurship, everyone has like a hustle, everyone has like uh, a job. So I like I let them talk about their hustle, what they're doing on the side. And I okay, because I, I appreciate a good hustle. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> if you're doing it, we'll go on a second date. We'll go on a third date. If by, let's say, a month, two months, I'm texting you and I'm starting to see the true trend of, hey, I'm uh, watching Netflix right now. What are you doing? Let's go, let's go out. What are you doing on the weekends? What are you doing at night? You know what I mean? Mm. So... Was that I, a, like? I are you saying colors. that? Are you saying that there's people talking about a hustle, but they're not really hustling? Oh, I see it all the time. <laughs> all I the thought time. that's what you were saying. Yeah, I just, sorry. I just wanted to confirm. So someone's yeah. like, "I'm all about that grind. I got this stuff going on. I have ideas. I, I got this vape company I've been working on, and but always it's going, it's going it really well. Look at the IG account, and then they're not, <laughs> but they're actually not moving it. They're not moving exactly, and. I, I don't know. I need to see movement. That's it. Because I'm moving. You know, that's it. Dang. Those first date dynamics are just so interesting. Do we do we take dating, as we wrap up, do we take dating too seriously? Yes. Because here, here, here's, here's what I'm liking from you, Ashley. Here's what I really like. Being open to more experiences but having but having a few rules in place so it doesn't get too messy or weird right so going on lots of dates to become friends with and or potentially have a romantic relationship so doing more of that but then also doing things like not going on making sure they're good dates not kissing on the first date you know, having having those kind of rules, not having your phone out on a first date. I mean, man, even if like if people just went out with other people and put away their phone, I think this planet is in a better place. Whether you want to call it a date or not, just have dinner with somebody with your phone away this week, please. Just wild. And tell and tell tell me how it is. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be better than you thought. Oh, for real. Just put your phone in your car. Try that once. I'll try it. Everyone, hey, everyone between now and the next pod, have a dinner out without your phone. Leave it in your car. And then let's share those stories next week. Share those. Tweet at us at Food Beast. Tell us what those stories are. Hit us up on Instagram at Food Beast and at Food Beast Ketchup. I want to know what those stories are. We'll share some of the good ones next week, but we'll do that before next week. I like that. I like that too. Um, I feel good. How do you guys feel? 
I feel real good. That was dope. Ash, we have a ton of information <laughs> that we were trying to deep dive into your 100 plus first date. So we appreciate you being here. Yeah, it was fun. You guys have interesting questions. When, uh, Where can people find you across IG, TikTok, all platforms? First Date LA. First Straight Date up. LA, everything. Mm-hmm. At First Date LA, go find her. Get educated. Mm. Love it. And leave that review, guys. Seriously, tell us your first date stories there or leave a heart emoji. This has been Eli. Jeff. Bye. Bye. <laughs>